time to get those bonus miles. Here's your girl, Autumn Miles. Okay, uh, we are starting this bonus miles, you guys, with someone we all know. I feel like she's like a household name, especially in the Chris uh, Christmas Christian uh, community. But guys, today for your listening pleasure. We have her right on the show. Her name is Jen Johnson. I don't think she needs much of a bio read about her because we've all listened to Bethel music. We've all worshiped on Sunday morning or your worship nights or in your car or in the shower, wherever you worship, you've worshiped to Bethel. And we have Jen Johnson right with us today because she wrote her first book, Welcome to the show, Jen. Oh my goodness. Congrats on the book. Thank you. It's so exciting. It's like having a baby. It's a little book baby. So I'm so happy. It is. Okay. It's called, I have it, I have it displayed right in front. They can't see it, but I'm going to show you. <laughs> I have it right in front of me. It's called All Things Lovely, you guys. And Jen, I just want to say, we. I was uh, prepped and everyone was telling me, um, everyone was looking through the book so we would know kind of what direction we wanted to take the interview in. And I just want to say thank you for putting God all throughout this book. Yeah. It is about the Lord. Is it about the Holy Spirit? It's about how he directs your life yes. and everything. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. I loved it. Okay. So it's all things lovely. And you guys, I know you can't see it, but it is, uh, it's kind of like a, what would you call this type of a book? <laughs> um, the reason why I wanted to do a coffee table book is I hate reading. So I read the Bible and honestly, that's pretty much it. And so I love magazines and I really want yeah. to feel like a magazine. So visually what you were talking about, you were kind of visually inspired as you read it because I'm a child and I need that. So um, I wanted to write something that I would love to read. And I, um, I love all things. There's like over 200 pictures in the book. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been amazing. We wrote it during um, COVID. I actually, I wanted to write a book for a long time and just never felt like I had the green light from God. And um, he gave me the green light right before the world shut down and I signed my book deal. And then the world shut down and the supernatural little window of time opened up where I could write a book. Um, we also adopted a, another baby that year. We have five kids. Um, crazy. I'm very tired. There are bags under my eyes that I'm glad <laughs> to see uh, everybody. But um, yeah, this little window opened up and I was able to write what I really felt like the Lord was saying. And there's kind of four big parts of the book. It's like home, health, heart, and hospitality. And those are kind of the biggest things. And it's not just for women, it's for men and women. Um, there's just a lot of, like you said, there's just Jesus throughout the book and just calling us into um, just different ways and different levels and those things. So it was so fun. And the the best part of all is that my best friend is the photographer and she shot oh. photos in the book that are gorgeous. That's her. Any of the ones that are not are from my iPhone. <laughs> you know, I just wanted it to feel real and normal because I take the worst pictures ever because I just try to be in the moment and then I'm just taking a weird photo. So um, it's very much me, um, but anything beautiful is her. So her and I pretty much just, you know, every day of the pandemic, we're just cooking together and drawing. I love it. 
it was amazing. So there it is. And it's it so comes through through your book. You love people. You can tell. You know, sometimes it's almost like kind of like a, a what is Jen really like? You know, you got to open up the book yes. and you see, but it really does. It is saturated with truth of, of God's word. And it talks about really kind of every fa facet of your life, even your junk drawers, which you don't have junk drawers. We need to talk about that for a second. Um, but it really truly is a beautiful picture. I think, you know, everyone likes like a behind the scenes type thing. And I feel like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from all things um, lovely. Talk to me about, before I get into what, I want to talk to you about adoption and Christmas, but what is, how do you not have a junk drawer in your house? How is that a reality? Well, okay. I'll tell you this. I have a drawer in my house that tries very hard to be a junk drawer that I have to revisit on a probably weekly basis to force it to not be a junk drawer because when someone's coming over, the counter gets swiped into that drawer. Um, but I think, you know, again, there, there's no perfectionism. That's a big one in this book that I try to drive home. Yeah. There's not perfect. Perfect only exists with Jesus. So just give it up uh, in any form in your life. Um, but it, it is a matter of excellence and a love of order. And I think that just in my life, um, whether it's a physically a junk drawer or in my body or in my emotions, um, just not letting things get ignored and shoved into a dark corner, but really just being vulnerable and um, actually dealing with things and being intentional in your life, uh, emotionally, physically, and spiritually um, to be intentional. And I love that the word says, run the good race. Uh, and yeah. I think that that's important. You can't just run a race. You have to be intentional and have self-control and work for it. Um, and, and I think that the Lord's heart for us is that we just run the good race in our life. And that takes a holistic view of health, not just uh, in one area or spiritual health where I read my Bible, I'm a good person. No, it's much bigger than that. Yeah. Um, there's no pressure. There's no shame. It really is an invitation of the Holy Spirit for us to follow him uh, and know him in his word and by his voice because he leads us uh, to yeah. greater and to, to better health. So it's a journey. Well, now I'm all convicted about my junk drawer. I need to go get it in order over here. <laughs> I just, I love that that's your perspective on it. And I read that and I was like, I told my assistant, I'm like, I got to talk to you about that junk drawer. That's crazy. <laughs> um, okay. So in the time that we have, there's a couple things that really stuck out to me that I, I share with you just passions. Yeah. One would be hospitality. Okay. Um, I'm a big, like the last two weekends we had parties for 50 people at our house and people are like, I can't believe you would have people over. And I'm like, I can't believe you don't. Yes. It's so great. Like come to our house. We have always said that our home is not ours. It's not ours. Our home is God's home. Our food is God's food. Yeah. <laughs> Everything we have is, is the Lord's. And we want to share that with other people, but you also share that kind of under the umbrella of community. Yep. And I'm thinking we could touch on this because we just went through a very isolating season with right. COVID, like stay in your homes, don't go anywhere, don't touch anyone, whatever, don't go to church, whatever. And we're coming out of this. Yep. And I feel like there is like, a, it's like people are starving for someone to love on them. Yes. And you do a great job of that. So I want you to tell me, um, I want you, first of all, I feel like there's a lot of people that are going to listen that are going to be like, 
I want to host, but I'm not going to be a perfect host. Like you just said, Yeah. or I want to have people over, but will they come or I want to whatever. And I think I want to say to you who are listening, now's the time to host. Yeah. Now's the time to invite and give us some pointers on your heart behind hospitality and what, what we should do to kind of prepare for the holiday season. Yes. You know, I think having a heart for hospitality, um, it really ultimately comes to something that Jesus modeled. Jesus ate with people in their homes. Jesus models a banqueting table uh, as heaven being our model. Jesus models his disciples gathered around a bunch of food. Jesus was a foodie. That's the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it really is true. And, and I'm sure he had an amazing sourdough bread, if I know him well. So, um, you know, it's just really something that it mattered that Jesus ate in homes. And, you know, even Mary and Martha, you know, Martha was busy doing all the things, but, but Mary sat with Jesus and spent time with him. And so I think it's both. I think it's eating in homes and spending time together, getting to know you and um, just being together is so important. I think that um, ultimately because Jesus modeled it. But I think that it really is what being the church is. I love the church. I've grown up in the church since I was a little girl. Um, and I have um, served the church, but more importantly, the church has been there for me. And mm. so it's really a give and take. It's not uh, going to church isn't just rocking up on a Sunday to a service and ticking a box. Um, I love what happens in corporate worship and um, I love being connected to a house. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord flourish, the Bible says, and being planted and under leadership um, has been one of the greatest strengths of my life. Uh, I've always been connected and planted and led. Um, and uh, it really has just been something outstanding in my life that I look back on. But um, it's not just going to something. It's actually being the church. It's it's Sundays, but it's welcoming people into your home. Um, and I think that that is, uh, for us, that's people. We have a revolving door of community um, in our family. We definitely have downtime and a please don't come over day. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we, you know, we just want to love people and serve them and help them and I do a lot of retreats in our home where um, secret gatherings that we don't post about of just for unity and community and diversity, um, just going after Jesus. So, um, yeah, it's beautiful and it's fun, but it's it's definitely wild. And I have a lot of help to clean because it's a zoo. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I, I don't know why I God is really just this year. I have such a heart for these holidays. Yes. Um, I think last year, maybe people were a little bit more scared to like, whatever, be around their family or whatever. But this year, I feel like they're not. And, and I feel like this is a time to evangelize like never before, yeah. you know, go after those people that you don't see hanging out with people. Maybe there's someone at your kids games and they're sitting by themselves, ask them over to your house for Thanksgiving or whatever. I don't even think people know how to invite people anymore. Um, that, cause they're so self-conscious if they're going to say no or not. I want you to talk to those people who are like, I, I know I want to have people over. I want my house to be loud and lovely and, you know, represent Jesus, whatever, but I don't even know where to start. And, um, how do I even prepare for that? What would you say to them? Yeah. You know, I think it doesn't take a big house and it doesn't take a lot of money. It can be so simple. And I don't care if you have an apartment and you're single or if you have a big house or I don't care what your situation is. Just ask the Holy Spirit to to lead you in who to invite over, who needs a place. And, you know, 
it's just so amazing that when we do what we feel like God is asking us to do, he provides and yeah. he provides in ways that we can't see. So, you know, maybe you think I can't afford to do that. Well, flip your mindset, do what Jesus is asking you to do. And he will provide for you versus flipping it and saying, what can I afford? That's what I'm going to do. You know, that's, yeah. that's not how the loaves and fishes story happened. You know? <laughs> Nope. And so I think we have to think different in kingdom math, even on our financial level of God, what are you asking me to do? And then from that, you're going to provide for it. But there's just such power with inviting people into our lives and into our homes to not perfect houses that are perfectly clean. No house is perfectly clean. You know, we've all got weird uh, areas that need to be organized or clean. So it's not about that. But Welcome them into your real life. You know, yeah. everybody has a real life. And uh, that's what people really need is authenticity and vulnerability and love. Mm-hmm. You know? And so just let people in your life, in your home, whether it's adoption, whether it's, um, you know, people coming over after church or the needy person on the street that just needs help, you know, just look for how you can help others at all times. I I love that you mentioned adoption and we're talking about hospitality a little bit. I um we have adopted two. Uh we have two bio babies. Well, they're not babe, they're not babies anymore. I got a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. Uh and then we have two 6-year-olds that we adopted 2 months apart in 2015 and it is a total miracle story. Um but that you guys did that too. And November is national adoption month. And I am all about talking about it. Um, so when you're, you know, you're being hospitable and stuff like that, there is there like a lot of people when it comes to adoption, I get the questions all the time. Like, you know, um, what is it going to be like? Am I going to love my adopted kids? Like my biological kids, like all of these things that kind of go through your head. I wouldn't have our family any other way. It's, it has, I could talk forever, but I want you to talk. Tell me about adoption. And I know you have Ryder Moses. My son's name that we adopted is Moses. God God told me three days before we got the call about him, you're going to adopt a boy and you're going to name him Moses. And he's almost seven now. Um, And then we have a little girl, Haven. But talk to me about adoption and your heart behind it. I just read it in the book, but I want you to tell everybody about that whole process. Yes. Um, you know, it's amazing. I feel like that I didn't see it coming. Neither did my husband. We just, we had our three biological kids. We thought we were done. And, um, you know, God had something else up his sleeve and we were watching a show. Uh, and in the show, they adopted a baby and I can't explain it any other way, but the, my husband and I were just snuggling on the couch and, um, the presence of God just filled the room and I'm not a big crier unless it's Jesus. Um, but uh, I just start just sobbing, just tears streaming down my face. Mm-hmm. And uh, it actually came from Darlene Check, uh, who's a hero and friend of mine, had been with us recently. And she shared uh, the Here I Am, Send Me, which is my new song on the Homecoming album because of this. Um, wow. The word actually in the Greek or Hebrew broke down to say uh, it, the meaning meant my answer is yes before you even ask. Mm. And I just felt like I just, that, that word gripped me. Like, what does that mean for us? Lord? Like, I don't want to ever be comfortable. Like my answer is yes. Whatever you ask, should I move? Should I give this away? Give whatever, like it's all yours. And um, so watching that show, I felt like that moment of uh, my answer is yes. Before you even ask was met by 
this vision of, I have adoption for you if you want it from the Lord. And I, mm. I saw like a gift, like you don't have to open a gift. It's a gift. You know, you can just leave it sit there and give it away. But it was a gift. Like I thought the Lord said, I have a gift for you. And um, it just met, heaven met this earth. And so I just looked up at my husband and he obviously saw that I was being really touched um, in that moment. And I just, I just said to him, I would do it. I would do it. And he looked down at me and he goes, I would too, with a look of shock. And I think a little horror, honestly, because, you know, as a parent of Jim Gaffigan says it best, you know, what's it like having four kids? It's you're drowning in the ocean and someone throws you a baby, you know? <laughs> that is so true. I've, I haven't heard him say that. That is so true. That's nothing, what my life is. Nothing is truer than that, other than the phrase, uh, cleaning your house while you have little kids at home is like brushing your teeth while you're eating Oreo cookies. So... Um, those two really get me through a lot of days, but, um, yeah, it just was this supernatural moment where we just knew that that God had this for us. And we said, yes. And, um, so we jumped into the process. We told our kids, they were all three over the moon about it. And, um, these two sweet little boys, we have two boys adopted, uh, one writer Moses, which means messenger deliverer. was uh, born four and a half years ago. And then our son, Malachi Judah, messenger of praise, uh, was born uh, about a year and a half ago. So um, we're in heaven. They are an absolute dream. And adoption is really supernatural because um, the moment they placed that baby in our arms, it was um, what they say in the closure of the adoption. Um, he is yours as if by birth. They say that, right? Yes, they do. I love that line. Yes. Supernatural. It really is. Even for, for my husband, both and I, it's supernatural. Um, it's just the most incredible instant connection that is only explained uh, by the fact that it is supernatural. So yeah, we're in heaven. It's also We're also exhausted because we have five kids. Our daughter just got married <gasps> three weeks ago. And oh, wow. so now okay. son-in-law. Um, and so we're just in heaven. I'm, I feel like I'm an afterglow. God's just so faithful and so kind. So, but I'm tired. Wait for me. That is amazing. So ours, um, so we, Grace Elizabeth, we have uh, Jude Elijah. Those are our, our biological kids. And then Moses, Ezekiel, and yes. Esther, Miles. And I'm telling you what, there is, I feel like we, we have the best of both worlds. We know what both, like both, you know, both processes are like, Yes. and they're so different, but both equally as incredible. I mean, it's amazing. When they handed me Moses, I, it was, he was the first one we adopted. And I was like, oh my goodness, God planned this all along for me to be his mother. 100%. How does, how does that work? It's only supernatural. Yes. It's unbelievable. So give up, we're going to let you go here in a sec, but I want to give, I want you to give advice to those out there that are like, you know, we're talking about being hospitable. Um, but we thought about adoption. We prayed about adoption. Um, I, I want to be that hospitable, but how, what do I, how do I even start and what should I do before, uh, we get jump into this process? You know, I, the verse that was really a, a strong one for us was the verse that says, take care of widows and orphans. Um, and that's who we are as a church, just another aspect of it. Right. So, Maybe you don't feel like the Lord is asking you to adopt um, someone, a child, but, you know, give in to someone who wants to adopt, you know, do a GoFundMe and help other people 
um, adopt. But again, it's just keeping that in our hearts of how are we taking care of the widow and the orphan, the single parents out there? How are we helping yeah. them? Um, and just looking out for others. You know, that's it. It really comes down to being the church is about others. Just the simple word, others, period. And, um, and just keeping it, it whether it's the holidays, um, we're just serving people. We watch Jesus wash feet. That's yeah. sick. People's feet are nasty. And so <laughs> we watch the king of all model the heart of hospitality, which really is just loving people well and meeting the needs, whether it's praying for someone that needs a miracle or it's providing and being the miracle for food or clothing a single mom needs. You know, it's just looking out for how we can serve people and love them well. That's that's the great commission is just go into all the earth and bring Jesus, bring the kingdom, bring the supernatural, do what the Bible says, um, and just love people genuinely, authentically, because that's what changes people's lives. Yes. All right. Okay. Jen Johnson, the name of the book is All Things Lovely. Do you have anything uh, you want to leave with our listeners about the book? You know what? I would just say it's a simple word um, it, that's not necessarily about the book, but I just think something that God just keeps speaking so loudly that I think is just the word of the Lord is de- that verse, don't grow weary in doing good. Mm-hmm. Don't grow weary. Just that, that God of hope would fill you. The God of hope and don't grow weary. Those are two things that I just want to leave people with. And um, yeah, get the book, buy it from everybody. You know, it's a great Christmas present. Well, that is lovely. Uh, love it. Thank you so much for being with us, guys. Go get this book. You can get it anywhere books are sold. And I will see you next week for another episode of The Autumn Mile Show. To find out how you can get a copy of Gangster Prayer, Autumn's latest book, go to autumnmiles.com. <laughs>